Thank you for downloading the Wings Museum podcast. In this edition, we discuss the opportunities for volunteering at the museum and the variety of skills that are needed to keep it running smoothly. My name is Len Wellington and I've been a volunteer at Wings Museum for approximately 11 years now. That sounds like you're properly heavily involved. Yeah, well, I'm the longest serving volunteer that we have at the moment. And I started with them when they were up at Red Hill. Uh, we were there for about two years or so. And then uh, we took a year to move the whole museum down to our position now here at Balkham. Uh, now, I've, I've seen inside the building and I've seen how many things and bits there are. That sounds like quite a big job. Yes, but not everything you see in there at the moment was there at the move, of course. Some of it's been added since that time. It, it's uh, grown in the time you've been here? It's grown quite a lot, yeah. We're to the point where we're now running out of space to put things, <laughs> as you've probably seen. And there is still more to come, of course, so hence the, the need for extra space if we could find it. And I mean, I've noticed around there are signs saying, you know, do you have things to donate to the museum, to, to show in the museum? Mm-hmm. Do, do a lot of visitors come with stories and uh, artefacts from their family histories? A fair few, yeah. I mean, we're not inundated with them every week. <laughs> but uh, no, we get, some, we get quite a lot of stuff that's brought in. Um, usually it's granddad's stuff that's been found when he's passed away. They found something in either in the loft or in a suitcase somewhere. They don't want to chuck it away, but they don't actually want to keep it themselves. Do they always know what it is? Not always, no. And sometimes I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) Or quite often I don't, in all honesty. But a lot of it's quite interesting stuff. Um, A lot of it's clearly things like uh, parts of uniforms, say, and medals or things like that. And they're usually not the really rare medals because they're the ones that people tend to hang on to. But we do get some interesting things. We uh, Sometimes you get people walk in and they'll have a, a dagger or something like that, <laughs> you know, or maybe a bayonet. And yeah. you go, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Different. <laughs> yes. So how how did you become involved? What Why do you spend your spare time here? Right, well, I've been a sort of an aviation nut for since I was about 12 or 13 when I first flew in an aircraft in a Dakota, strangely enough, mm-hmm. of, of what was then Jersey Airlines, <laughs> uh, with my parents from Bournemouth, which at the time was known as Hearn, of course. Mm-hmm. Ever since that time, I've been sort of mad about aircraft, basically. Um, and I looked up on the, the uh, wonderful web for aviation volunteers, and this is one of the places that came up. You know, having gone up to Red Hill to talk to Daniel and, and Brian, I decided I would, uh, you know, give them a bit of my time. So what was it about this particular collection that that appealed, do you think? The the thing that really grabbed me, I think, uh, was that we actually at that time had a a whole aircraft that I could work on, uh, on which I was told, um, but they didn't at the time, uh, the engines ran and it was taxable. That was probably my first major job was working on that, although I've done several others, of course, including a lot of work on the A26, that was the the job that it was when it first came here was sort of given to me and said, look, here you are, I'll clean this up, sort of get get rid of all the corrosion. And I said, well, there won't be anything left. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's now been worked on for about seven years. I haven't really worked on it now for probably two years. But the guys are doing a super job now. And it's, it's more the finishing side of it now, uh, which is not me. 
Uh, I do. I, I do. Okay. They tidy it up, clean it up, get rid of the rough bits, and then pass it on to somebody else. Is mostly what I do with that type of project. I quite enjoy as well because I get a lot of the other type of exhibits that we've got to look after. So the the uniforms and medals and log books and all these sort of things in in their cabinets. I usually get the jobs of general upkeep of, of the cabinets and what's in them or putting in a special ultraviolet reducing film so that the things don't fade and, and deteriorate. But also quite often we have to clean the uniforms and this sort of thing. We, we do get a little bit of a mould problem at times after the winter when it gets cold and damp. So, so those sort of things need cleaning. These jobs we're talking about, fixing aircraft, yep. sorting things out, maintaining artefacts, yep. was that things you did in your job, your occupation? Nothing like it. <laughs> Absolutely nothing like it. No, my job, I was an engineer with the old British gas, not the current one, for some 30-odd years. And so I was supervising, uh, looking after guys, digging holes in roads. And so this is why when the guys here say they're going off to dig on, on a site, would I like to go along? I usually say no, because I've looked down enough holes over the years. <laughs> Thank you very much. And another one hasn't got a lot of fascination for me. have done that. Yeah. And I've got a fascination for me, no. The other thing which I mentioned that I did when I first started with, at that time, Daniel was very keen to get information about all of the squadrons that had served at Red Hill during the war. And to that end, I was going up to the National Archive at Kew and uh, copying the squadron records. Now, these are actually copies of the actual squadron record books that were kept during the war. And the plan was to try and get a copy of every one of the squadrons. That um, yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of it to do. The trouble with it was that when you search for things up there, you found other things that were of interest and you spent and suddenly an hour had gone by and you'd actually got sidetracked doing the wrong thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'd done quite a lot of those. Lots of interesting stories, <coughs> presumably. There were an awful lot of fairly short stories in, in, within there, of course. The usual thing was that you'd, you'd get something that, that described, say, they'd been on a rhubarb that day and Fred hadn't come back. You know, and but the next uh, entry would be the squadron leader, so and so, had turned up to judge the garden in the inter squadron <laughs> garden competition. It, it's a, but you sort of, when you sort of think back about it, of course, it's probably the thing that kept them sane. The, these sort of things, the everyday, the everyday thing. Yes, yeah. And on same on that same thing, there would be things about the squadron dance in there. And while we were at Red Hill, we had two old ladies come in and look round the museum. And on their way out, one of the ladies said to me, I used to come to the squadron dances here. <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> you know, so there was a real genuine connection back back to the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get some really interesting stories at times. You're saying visitors with stories there. I mean, you, you've been here when I visited previously, mm. greeting us as we walked through the door. I mean, there must be some fascinating stories and characters that come in to look at a museum like this many interesting people quite often there um, we get a lot of ex-service people of course yeah less and less wartime although we do get a few of those still we had the guy who uh, came in with his daughter and son-in-law and he didn't say anything about it but his daughter let us know that he'd been in the merchant navy during the during the war mm. and had actually served on the arctic convoys wow. which you know which uh, 
It was a job I certainly wouldn't want to, no, to no. have done, thank you. On a cold day like this, we appreciate what they got up to. Well, yeah, they were even colder, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we did have a guy who came in. Now, we have got a, a bowfighter cockpit. I think you've seen that probably in the, mm. in the museum there. That came over, was restored in Australia uh, by an organisation out there. And we had a guy come in one uh, morning, one Saturday morning, very early, and uh, Australian guy. And he said he'd come to specially to see that okay. item because yeah. in Australia it, would, it had been restored in the place that was next to the museum where he volunteered in Australia. Right. And he hadn't seen it finished out there, so he'd come to see it here. <laughs> yeah. And he said, I've just flown in on the A380 this morning from yeah. Australia. Well, it turned out not only had he flown in on the A380, he was actually the captain of the <laughs> A380. <laughs> so, so properly yeah, keen. So he was properly keen. Yes, yes, he was looking very tired. Probably, you know, after his what 16-hour flight or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was. Um, but he, yes, yeah, so, so we get we get all sorts of people running the Merlin. I mean, we were running, here for that a couple yes, of weeks yeah, ago, yeah. Uh, and obviously that is quite an iconic thing. And I know yeah. that there were people who came a long way for that so you, you've been doing this for a long time yeah perhaps two or three times a week that you come yeah well during the summer it'll be twice wednesday's the work day yep and saturdays was usually the day i come and help man the museum uh, when we're open uh, i usually get the job of working the till because for some reason I, I can add <laughs> i can add up very well <laughs> yeah. uh, but during the winter of course uh, the museum isn't open because it's just not warm enough to be here. We certainly couldn't have visitors in. And Wednesdays is the only day I come up because that's our work day. That gets very cold in, in January and the like, but uh, we, we work our way through it. And lots of little jobs to keep you going through the winter? There's always a job. There's always a job, even if it's only something as simple as dusting something or you know, uh, just polishing a bit of something somewhere in the, in the museum. There's always a job to do. Thank you for listening to the Wings Museum podcast. To find out more or to get in touch, visit wingsmuseum.co.uk.